0: One of the things that whoever falls into this job is going to have to do, you're going to have to manage personnel, you're going to have to be able to connect and relate to players that goes beyond just drawing up plays. That's where Chauncey, I think, is going to be an exceptional candidate. And to me, it's not a matter of, of, uh, if he's going to get a head coaching job, it's a matter of when. And and again, Boston will be a great fit, but I don't think that's going to be the guy, though. As much as I love Chelsea, I don't think he's going to be the guy. In oh, fact, no. I don't think it's going to be a guy. Come on. You ah. think it's going to be Kara Oh, you talking
1: about Kara? Look at Max's face. Becky Hammond. <laughs> Becky. No, Becky. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think it's going
2: to be Kara The big girls love that.
3: Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. Hey, Shirai, tell What's us up? about What's this up? because this is what I'm putting out, and I know that you're a big fan, and uh, several people have asked me. But tell us a little bit about Chauncey Dillon.
0: Oh, gosh. I'm oh, the worst man. person in the yeah. world to ask He's about biased. him because I am absolutely biased. I am without question. I'm, I'm not even going to try. But here, here's, here's why. Yeah, I'm I want to hear it. I'm biased because I've seen this guy in action for almost a decade. I've seen him up close. We have spent lots of time together in Detroit. And there are really subtle things that Chauncey Billups does that show us a level of leadership that I don't think people recognize. For example, in Detroit, one of the first things he did through a lot of those, those years was he made sure Ben Wallace got the ball on the very first opening possession. You know why? Because that was a way to make him feel more part of what they were doing, and he would play harder. And it was one of those real subtle things that unless you knew that was going on, you wouldn't even recognize it. Those are the type of things that when you talk about leadership behind the scenes – Little things like that matter to players. The way that he would communicate with Rip, Rip Hamilton was the best score on that those Detroit teams. But one thing that he would often do is when there was a mismatch, he would make sure Rip got the ball and he would tell everyone, clear out, Rip got this. And they would just they would ISO ball and Rip would attack. And again, empowering a guy who you, who he thought needed that empowerment, recognizing when to, to frankly stroke the egos of guys who need that, but at the same time, do it within the framework of the team. Little things like that. And, and, and again, off the court, he's got a bunch of different businesses where he's handled those things well. So one of the things that, Whoever falls into this job is going to have to do. You're going to have to manage personnel. You're going to have to be able to connect and relate to players that goes beyond just drawing up plays. That's right. where Chauncey, I think, is going to be an exceptional candidate. And it, to me, it's not a matter of, of uh, if he's going to get a head coaching job, it's a matter of when. And, and I, I, again, Boston will be a great fit, but I don't think that's going to be the guy, though. As much as I love Chauncey, I don't think he's going to be the guy. In fact, I don't think he's going to be a guy. Come on. You ah. think it's
1: going to be Kara Lawson? Oh, you're talking about Kara? Look at Max's face. Becky Hammond. <laughs> <Becky>. No, Becky. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
2: I, I don't think it's going to be Kara I don't. I've, I've, I've kind of heard. I don't think it's going to be Kara Lawson. I know that's kind of the easy one. She was in Boston. But it was only a year. It was only a year. Like, like I heard Perk touting Sam Cassell. And he's like, well, he's yeah. gonna a it's not going to be Sam. Sam. I don't think, think Sam, Sam connects with these selfie. guys. He here for like a minute. Well, <laughs> not only
1: that, yeah. No. I just I, I I think he would connect with the team from like eight years ago. I don't know if he connects with these guys. But
0: the no, what when I what I what I what I've been hearing to today, just talking to some folks, is that at a minimum Becky's going to be on that short list. I like at that at a minimum. Look, and and, and, look, and when, you,
3: when you that's one of those lists. I think like you're saying that yes, I think she'll be on the list to be interviewed but how serious are the teams about doing that
0: well here's so, the like, thing Max I'll, tell you, right coach, you
3: remember, I'll tell you right now you remember those black coaches that were that go to the, the Rooney rule that they say well we got to interview a black coach now I think because of the way society is now I think that that is going to happen and I'm not, but saying, Max,
0: I'm not
1: I'm, saying I'm not she's not I't know Max I think I'm that was about five she, years ago
3: I'm not saying she's not qualified but I just don't think that in, in the with the Celtic organization right now, that is going to be the person. I, well, I, Max, I, I,
0: I tell you right now, though, Max, I mean, the, the fact is, we really don't know how Brad Stevens is going to view this whole process. We don't know that. And and when you, you look at the backdrop, Max, of being part of an organization that has gone against the grain. When you talk about the first black player they drafted, you talk about yeah. the first all black starting five, You talk about the first black head coach. Black head I mean, this coach. is an organization that has historically done things that went against the grain because they were deemed as being maybe too progressive. So it, and remember, she's coming from the Popovich tree. Who was the yeah. one guy? Who was the one guy that put his stamp of approval on Brad Stevens when he came into the NBA? Greg Popovich, yeah. that has weight. That is going to get her at minimum inside the room to have a conversation. Now, what happens there, we don't know. But what I'm hearing is that she is going to be someone that's going I want, to be I want on that short
2: list. I want a former player. I want a guy who well, played in this league listen. that can connect with Jason Tatum Jeff, and Jalen Brown. Period. Jeff,
0: my guy is Chauncey. Yeah. I mean, I mean I that's
2: Chauncey or Jawan Howard. Chauncey or Jawan Howard? I'll I
0: tell you it. what, this team, this franchise ain't ready for Jawan. Why? Why? Because Jawan is exactly what they need, but I don't think no, they can say it. handle it. Just say it, Shirai. This song. Just say Jawan is as it. hard as they come. He's yeah. one he's a he's just a tough, tough guy. That's he's what they, what they need. But well, are they going to give this team what they need, or are they going to give this team what they're comfortable feeling they need? Are
1: they gonna, it, it, oh, I think Sherrod's afraid of a mutiny, which could, mean, which could happen. It could be a mutiny. They could say, you know what? We're tired of this guy. He's too tough on us, you know? Exactly.
0: You know? And, and that's, that's my concern.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I love that anything. about him. I love that about Listen,
2: him. Listen, he's coached in college. So I think he's had to change a little bit over the last couple of years. And I don't – obviously, yes, as a player, as an assistant coach in the NBA, you got to be different. When you come back now, I don't know. Maybe he learned some things. You know, yeah. I, I I think but I like
1: it out. I like his role with that with that last Miami Heat team. You know th- those runs that he, he was significant. I mean, obviously hasn't sort of take on that role since him, but you know uh, that what he was to that team was almost like a, he was an assistant before he was officially an assistant, right? And and I think uh, dealing with LeBron James and big egos that he he could have a little extra ex- more experience compared to others, you know, former players that that are more connected to to this generation, you know, compared to guys like Sam Cassell who. You know, not to say that he he doesn't have a chance in, the, in in the NBA to coach. Absolutely, he does. He's been an assistant for a really long time, underneath you know, especially underneath Doc Rivers. I just don't know if he's the guy for this team, for this for this young I, fragile team. Let's, let's i think what they, they are I, very fragile. Like is in a nutshell, very fragile.
3: Because Brad Stevens took the job, the job he's in now, I think that even ties ties the hands that much more to have a coach of color. Without question.
4: Oh, yeah. so,
3: that, so I'm not going to, nothing wrong, Becky Hammond, whatever, but I think it is going to be a coach of color because well, of the perception of what's yeah. happened right now with Brad Stevens moving over to the other side. Now, that could be racist on my part. Oh my God. <laughs> but I just believe in this case that this team is going to have to make that move. They have well, tied their hands right now because of Brad Stevens taking that job.
2: And should make well, that move. Forget about I have to. make that move. To me, there's guys like Chauncey Billups, like Juwan Howard. Here's the one I want to ask you guys. Here's the name I want to ask you guys, because it's come up a bunch, and then I'll, I'll probably bounce after that. But I want to hear, Sherrod, what you got? Max. what have you guys heard about Lloyd Pierce? I've met him a couple times. I like him. He went sideways with Trey Young, but I don't look at that necessarily as bad. You cannot no, I, in this I,
3: league I, if this league if you get if you get the players talking about you in a full revolt yeah. and you're about to go to another team after you left your team and your team advances and they start playing better, yep. that's, not good sign. that's not a That's not a that's not a stamp of approval yeah, of I'm not you know what? for your team. No, I, I, I understand, I, I what I see. Is, but if you are if you're in position right now, that that happened then i think at at that point i think that you are looking at somebody who is to me and this is just me damaged goods to other teams because of what other players are going to say and say about you
0: lloyd is your lead assistant you bring him in; he can be your lead assistant. That's a role that I think, yep. at this point in yep. his career, makes a lot of sense for him to, frankly, as as Max said, get some of that damage off his resume and, frankly, re up his value. But no, Lloyd is a. I think he, I think he's a good guy. Yeah. But I don't know how he can manage elite upper tier talent because he didn't get it done. With, you know, Trey, Uh, John Collins, you know, he's a who I thought was a very good player. He's not a really good player. And part of it is because a lot of the Hawks players are getting healthy, like like uh, like Hunter. But end of the day. You can't bring a guy in with that type of baggage to be your head coach. You can bring him in as your lead assistant. In fact, you it will be looked upon as a positive if that's your lead assistant because he has head coaching experience and he knows how to work with players. He understands what it means to just try to build a confidence. I so, go. absolutely, right. it makes it makes a lot of sense. I'll see you, Jeff. Jeff.
1: All right. Later, boys. Enjoy All right, you. Jeff. Appreciate you. Thanks. Appreciate you, Jeff. Yeah, I mean – I, I'm with you on that, Gerard. I feel like the the, the reputation it, it certainly means something. I mean, it's it's interesting how a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was about a couple of weeks ago, when we had uh, Kendrick Perkins joining us, he was already saying it before. Like, hey, the word the word around the word around the street is that you know this team isn't crazy about uh, um, Brad Stevens. You know, that's the talk around the league, and I think that when you build a reputation like that, especially when you look at uh, what Trey Young did, the way they finished the season, the the, the hot streak the Atlanta Hawks went on. Like that all sort of is bad in the sense of other players from the outside looking in thinking, well, shit, maybe, maybe Trey was right. You know, maybe Lloyd Pierce wasn't the right guy. Look how great they look now, now that he's out of the picture. And yeah, it's just, it's just too soon. It it, it, it literally just happened. You know, it might be uh, too soon for, to bring, for for the Celtics to bring someone like that in.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing too, about just, you know, Brad's situation is that, you know, and I talked to a couple of people earlier today uh, and the way that Brad wound up in the position he's in now. There's some folks out there who are just looking side-eyed at the Celtics because, and this was, and the point that was was brought up to me today, and I didn't really think about it until this this, uh, assistant GM brought it up to me in a call earlier today. He said that, think about where Doc Rivers was in his last year. What did Doc want? He didn't want to go through another rebuild. He wanted more voice and, and player personnel. So what did they do? They traded him for a first-round pick to the Clippers. (laughs) Now, even though obviously we're talking about different periods of time, but but, but there's a lot of circumstances that are very similar to where Doc was then and where Brad is now, and Brad gets promoted. Doc gets traded. That's that's why the, who they hire as their next head coach. There is going to be a major spotlight on that, and it can't be someone in the same wheelhouse as Brad Stevens because that is not that is not going to go over well with a lot of people.
3: Max, so, so we're we're taking Jay out of the uh, scenario. Larinaga, Larinaga. I think. I I think
0: when you when you I think when you start looking at the candidates that they're going to have to choose from, I just don't think Jay is going to stack to the top of the pile. I I, don't.
3: I'm just on the same. I think that the Celtics have, and and I think that Brad, this could be a good hire as the general manager.
0: I think, I I listen, my issue with Brad is just I don't think he is a bad hire for the position because to me, it ultimately, it's not so much you getting a job. It's what are you doing a job? How are you going to move this franchise going forward? You know, one of the things, that, and, and Max, we don't talk about it that much, but think about this. This franchise, they've won one championship in the last 35 years. That's it, right? one championship. And when you start looking at the teams throughout the NBA in that period of time, There are seven franchises that have won at least two titles in that Uh, same window. So we talk about the Celtics Uh, Mystique and Celtics Pride and how how awesome they are. The bottom line is this. They are a team that is still trying to get to where they are an elite franchise. And one title in 35 years, that does not scream elite franchise. They have to be. They they have to get. Brad has to get someone in here who can take this team to that next level and make them a championship contender. Because I think you've got two of the key pieces with Jalen and Jason to work around. But it's up to him to surround those guys with the right talent and get the right kind of leader in here. That's why when I think about you guys mentioned Jawan Howard, he would be to me. He's the he would be the ideal candidate. Someone who frankly, has that NBA pedigree, has that respect without saying a damn word when he walked into the room. He does not have to talk about improve himself or, or, or have anything that, that he has to do to validate that respect. It's going to happen from day one. LeBron right. is going to respect that. D-Wade, you start going down all the top tier players in the NBA now, they are going to respect him. And that not only helps you in terms of getting the respect within your locker room, but also with free agents. It means so much when guys know that they're who they're dealing with, the type of coach they're dealing with, the type of winning coach they're dealing with. Jawan did it in Miami as a player. He's doing it in college. He has proven himself a winner, both as a player and as a coach. That's the guy. I mean, if you're real if we if we're being honest and real about it, that's the guy you really should be targeting. Well here's here's the thing. He hasn't won in the first.
3: You can win in college. But it been, mean, we had Rick Patino came in here as a, as no. the next savior, and we we're saying, oh my God, he came
0: in. They gave him the keys to the kingdom, Max. They didn't know yeah, he, ha- he needed no, the keys it. to like a, a, reason, a room. The they gave him the whole Whenever was, there's
3: a new I was, GM, I was here for that. But still, I think that uh, you say walk into a room. I think jo- Chauncey Billups
4: mm, commands is, the room is
3: going to is gonna have a bigger footprint because I think he's quiet, I think he's more understanding of the game. And 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 here here's another thing that's gonna happen with him. Johnson Bills is gonna be a Hall of Famer. So yeah. that's gonna be another title that comes along with who he who he is. And look at one of the decisions he's made so far. They gave him the Cleveland job. He was gonna get the Cleveland job. But yeah. As a general manager, but he chose he chose wisely and said no, thank you,
0: I'm good. So, so let's give him credit right now. And he was what? instrumental in getting you the one piece that got that chip in 08, Kevin Garnett. And and to me, that 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 long period it. of time where he was playing in Detroit, but he's convincing Kevin to come to Boston, knowing that was probably going to make his the chances round. of being at the top dog in the East harder. That is. That's some selfless stuff that when you're trying to convince a player to go through that brick wall and they don't want to, he could be like, look, I played on a championship squad and I convinced them to get a team that was going to take that championship category away from me. I'm going to
3: scream out one thing so you guys can all yell at me. And Nick is going to turn even more red right now.
4: Mark. Hey. No. (laughs) No. No. You might as well He's say out of touch with
1: this generation, man. Talk
3: about someone's out of touch with the generation, man. Knows the game, knows the game. Develop a Golden State team that was destined to I'm win out, the championship.
0: Okay, look, Max. Hey, Max. I'm gonna I'm gonna splash this one into in two parts. Okay, I like Mark Jackson as mm-hmm. a person. I do. I I've, I've talked with him before. He's a good dude, but for this particular team, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. It, would, it would absolutely, it would absolutely blow up in their face.
3: What? Well, well, yeah. Here, here's the thing. You said what? What does he do that you know? With he, he demands respect, and that's the first thing that you think about players when they come in. He knows the game. If you listen to him, he knows the game. He's mm-hmm. played the game at a high level. And again, he may, People can talk about Steve Kerr all you want to, but the person that made that team. Developed that team that and Mark- lost that team. That was Mark
4: Jackson, but he lost a lot of room. I mean, you, that'd be like going from Casey Jones to Bill Fitch instead of the other way around.
3: Come on, Come oh, that. This team, this needs. a demanding person who is who, who is who can who is accountable for his actions. And that's why I love
0: Mark Jackson. I just don't think he'd be a good fit with this team, Max. I I, I, I really don't. And and it, and listen, Max, it has nothing to do with his ability to coach. It has nothing to do with his ability to lead. It has everything to do with fit. I don't think he's a good fit. If I'm if I've got look if, for this particular job, and I've got Chauncey Billups in one hand, and I got Mark Jackson in the other, I'm gonna go with Chauncey, and and not only because I think he'd be a better fit, but I think Chauncey will surround himself with the right type of assistance that will complement his leadership style. He's going to need someone, for example, who's really strong X's and O's type. He's going to have that assistant. He's going to need someone who's good at scouting and do, doing that kind of stuff. He's going to find someone of that. When it, and it comes to leadership, that's his role. That's where he has to come into play. And he has to be the one that orchestrates that. That's why he was someone that people wanted as a GM, because they knew he had the ability to galvanize. Well, what, let, me, let me ask
3: you this. What happened? This is what is. What happens if the South hires
1: somebody who doesn't look like me? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, who's it going to be? I, I want also with it. also with Brad Stevens getting promoted. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just That'd be a bad PR move. Chair, that's all.
0: Well, well, here's the thing. I, I guess the, my my thing will be this: if that's the end result you come to, and there wasn't anyone qualified. uh I just don't think that's the best fit for this team. I I think that the Tatums and the Browns of the world, I think they're low-key looking at Brad and looking at the Celtics like, wait a minute, we just came off a pretty shitty season, and now he's, like, running things, and and – We're replaced yep. with, like, yep. uh, like Brad Stevens 2.0. I think right. that's going to rub some of the guys the wrong way. Yo, Max, I, I, and, and Max, I just think they're too smart to do that, to be honest yeah. with you. I think they're going to find well, someone honestly, who's a honestly, better somebody, fit in that role.
3: Nick, what do you love do? This. Somebody, Nick, I'm, I'm reading over here to your chat line. Somebody just went with Paul Pierce. Hold on a minute. They've been doing that. Oh, he's smoking a bun. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, the whole chat broke. He broke the chat. <laughs> Paul,
3: Paul, is my, Paul is my guy. I love Paul. I raised Paul. But my God, man, you cannot make more mistakes than Paul Pierce has <laughs> last year.
1: You can't. Oh, I love the come on. Time. Come on. Maybe, maybe this year. Yeah. Maybe. No, no. In, it's last, year, year, in. You,
3: last year, you named me somebody who's made more mistakes on Ooh. camera than Paul Pierce.
1: This episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook expert i love the truth but i'm I'm gonna have to take a pass on that yeah i'll take a pass (laughs) 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 i would like them
4: the yeah, hell.
0: Don't like, sleep on Danny Ainge in the broadcast booth. Now that he's got time to kill. Yeah, well, wait, that hey, was my first thought. did that, Sherrod. I yeah. said
4: that, too. You watch Danny Ainge stick around and team up with Gorman. Are I'm, you kidding uh, me? Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, yo, hey, Max, yeah. hey, let's that's be honest.
3: Too, Danny. Danny's
4: pretty, thing pretty thing damn love. good yeah. in the booth. I ain't going to lie. Weird. He's really
3: good. I want to change it a little bit. I want to ask you, A. Yeah. Hey, Sherrod, because I, I haven't had
1: the opportunity to ask
3: you. Max, maybe I what I was going to say. I haven't to ask you about... What
1: Kyrie Irving did with the logo? No, oh, that was it. That was gonna ask you that.
0: that Here, okay, here's the thing about the logo thing. I mean, obviously, it, it wasn't the best decision Kyrie made, but you know what? For the victor goes to spoils. I mean, if do what I would have done, that no, do I like seeing that no? But I understood why he did that. He was rubbing that shit in. Wow, wow, he
1: was wow! Was it in. Be, he was doing <laughs> his best WWE you villain understand. impression.
3: He please help me out. What
0: did you understand that he did it for? Because I, I, I'm baffled right now. I mean, it, Kyrie did because he wanted to rub it in, Max. He wanted to. I mean, he didn't just want to beat the Celtics. He wanted to put his heel in your mug and put it in your face. Yeah, Point but one.
1: you know what that That's you know, what, what what you know what that symbolizes. So that symbolizes the, so the so fan base. They, that symbolizes like in, in that my symbolizes my mind, diversity. I'm sorry. I don't, I, don't I, Kyrie, I I just think when he's Celtics too I mean he sees the Kyrie well, made yeah, I mean I for,
4: for a Celtics uh, fan for the
3: last great of being accountable. Yes. Kyrie Kyrie made this one line about being accountable. He said I'm going to be right. accountable. I have to be accountable. My our, their behavior can only be this and it can be this. That wasn't behavior of a guy who Who knows better? And, and if he didn't know but, but better, Max, say, okay, Max,
0: Max, this is Kyrie. Yeah, you know as well as I do. He is Mister Confliction. Uh, one minute he's making sense; the other minute he's making silliness. It does it doesn't add up. When you start trying to like think about what he does logically, that's when we get in trouble because it because we're gonna come to a dead end and realize. It's not even a dead end, it's a cul-de-sac because you're back where you started from. But right? like uh, yeah, when you're exactly. trying to make sense of what he's he's talking sure. about, so it sure. bothered me that he did it, but I understood that he was doing dude, it because that's just that how Tyree I, yeah. I know, i, know. Charad, I mean, like mean? me, yo. I know you don't miss those 800 words, nice, right?
3: dude.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Shit
3: shoes, okay, and, and, that's and Max, it, that's and Max.
0: And you know what bothered me. me, Max? You know what bothered me more than that was the way that they all, you know, hugged up, buddied him right. after the game. That after bothered that. me because I'm gonna tell that. you right now, Max. If you if you come to my field and you kick my ass and you you put your heels up like that, we ain't shaking hands after the game. You could be my mama, you could be my brother, you could be my cousin. We ain't cool right now. Right, we well, may be cool with the next I'm not talking let
1: to you. Me say something. Right. I be quiet. Where's that? Where's that fire from these guys to, to say, hey, that's our logo. That ain't that's cool. That's our team. You know, no one said no one said a peep in the chat room. They're saying a lot about uh, oh, no one
4: ever. If that happened in Larry Bird's era, blah 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 blah. Bill lambbeer spit on it, stomped mm. on it, jumped mm. on it. And you well,
3: know what? Robert yeah, Parish, well, Robert say, Parish he well, put him on his he, ass. On. He did it. Bill Lamber got what he got. He got he got yeah, his, he ass. On his ass. <laughs> he got he got knocked down by Robert Parrish. And here's the biggest <laughs> thing about it: if you go back and look at that. T- at Tate, you don't see one player coming over to help Bill Lambier out.
0: Not one, not I one. one. Yeah.
3: I said, Robert, weren't you concerned mm-hmm. that another player was going to uh, come over and do something to you? And this yep. is Robert's. Thought somebody was coming over, but they didn't.
0: They didn't want that smoke. Look, man, they didn't want none of that. They do not want none of that three piece with a crusty biscuit. None they they of they that. <laughs> He didn't he didn't oh, man.
1: He got too excited. He was, was about it. to
4: curse. He broke the feed oh, on his own show.
1: <laughs> I was about to ask him a question about Kyrie, but I guess I, I'm going to throw it to Shirad. Shirad, I mean, yeah. if if you're Jason Tatum and – I'm going you know, no, to right. get Max back in,
4: Josue. I'm going to get Max back in.
1: Pure Kyrie and and after everything that you found out about Brad Stevens getting his new position you know after the season that he just turned in and the 500 record and all that tell me tell me I'm not texting uh Jason being like so he has a a a season where you guys stop listening to him the team doesn't do well first round exit and he gets promoted is this the squad you still want to rock with
0: Listen, like, what, I what's
1: going to stop Kyrie from saying that? To, something like that. I don't.
0: I don't think. I don't think they're going to be that point blank about it. I think it'll be like, so what, what's up with Boston? I mean, Brad was coaching and y'all struggled, and then he gets promoted. I, I think. It, I think it's going to be much more open in the conversations where folks are going to try to fill Tatum out to see where he's at. But certainly, if you're if you're Jason Tatum, this head coaching hire is huge uh, for not only his future but the future of this organization. Because if they get this wrong. And it it you know, they bring in someone who is very similar to Brad Stevens in terms of how he goes about doing things. He might be Tatum Tatum is going to be looking at the watch and just Mm -hmm. like, hmm, okay, this is kind of how they want to rock these. And you've got the same issue with Jalen Brown. I mean, they, they need to make sure whatever they do, they include their two. Foundation core guys in that conversation. That doesn't mean you're going to do what they want, but right. the, the problem that players have is when these decisions are made and they're finding out through Twitter, they're finding out through their iPhone, and they're just right. they feel like, they're damn, I'm, in the, I'm Yeah, well, they don't even necessarily want to be involved. They just want to be informed. That's the, exactly. the issue that I think a lot of players are bothered by with management. And the Celtics, they would be wise. Brad Stevens would be very wise to make sure when he's getting to the point where he's starting to formulate, you know, kind of the list of people he wants to talk to, he talks to those guys about that. I mean, if, for example, if, yeah, if, he's thinking about a, if, he's, if he's thinking about a Becky Hammond, you talk to Tatum and you talk to Brown about, you know, that that time when she was an assistant uh, with the Olympics and they, they worked a little bit with her. What was that like? Was there something that, that she said or something she did that mm-hmm. that resonates with you that you remember? Uh, if you're talking about, you know, Chauncey Billups, do you any of you guys have any connections with him? So find out whether these guys can give you some added insight before you make the biggest decision that you are going to be making in your role. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah, believe, look at
1: look at Max. You found the you found the uh, you found the yeah, uh filter. Yeah. You damn,
0: Max, look at, looking looking nah, all clean. I can I see the, the, other,
1: can the, see the lint on that, your shoulder, man. But here's what I believe.
3: You guys say that about companies and 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 and, and managing companies and. And talking to players, and and maybe you might have to, but I, I'll, I'll ask Nick. Nick, you make decisions all the time with your company. When's the last time you asked Joe Sway or me what was going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Say, that's why I lose money. Did
3: you get a call? Did you get a call at all? When? when- Nick was doing something with the stimulus package. You get anything at all? Did he call you out? <laughs> no, I, I call called it. everybody. Nobody <laughs> took
4: my calls. So I mean,
3: I mean, we stand a better chance. We stand a better chance of hearing the news after his dog Winston hears it before us, who's right behind it. So I'm Winston, saying, yeah, you can talk about people coming in and making decisions and, and wanting to keep it, keep players informed, but for the most part. And I understand it's a new era. Maybe you might want to do that, but I don't think you involve them but so much with well, who you want because you remember LeBron James was making a bunch of decisions at one time about, well, I want this player and I want that player and I want this and I want that, and turns around and leaves at the next, next breath. So I, I don't know how much you involve these players in that.
0: Well, I think what you do, Matt Max, and that's why I use the word inform and not necessarily involve because informing them simply lets them know what you plan to do. They can give you their opinion. They can give you their input, but you kind of know what you want to do. You just want to make them feel as though they're part of the process. They don't have to necessarily be part of the process, but you want them to at least feel that. But with LeBron, to to your point, he was about feeling, doing, making. the. He was the process. Um, When you talk about trust the process, he's like, no, you trust LeBron because I am the process. Well, do you think, I'll ask
3: Josue, I'll ask all of you, do you think that Brown or Tatum Knew what was about to happen with Brad Stevens.
4: Yes, the night before they were told. But
3: the night before, Jesus.
4: Yeah, God, thanks.
1: The night before. Is that right? <laughs> well,
0: they're competing you in know, a playoff
1: we, series, Max. You don't, they don't need. To I think to that, yeah, and, and
0: Max, and I think, I think that that more than anything else is why you you don't have that conversation because they're in the middle of battle. I mean, yeah. I, I, I if I were Danny and and Brad, I would have told them. I would have waited till we were done playing. Uh, to let yeah, him so know, how's because the are I-
1: gonna go. And by the way, go out there and win this game, man. Don't, but don't worry about all that shit I just told you. You know, you know the, guys, the franchise is gonna, gonna be all right.
3: This, here, here's my great, here's my great E.E.I. story that when I used to work with them, Uh-oh. and I was telling the story about uh, hey, what my too. mom did with me when it came to a uh, a certain procedure that she had. When she oh, told me oh. that I was, uh, you know what, son, you're going to get your tonsils taken out. And the next thing I know, I'm in there with the rest of the kids and going, man. My throat feels. The nurse said, oh, "My throat feels great." I didn't know I was getting circumcised. Thank you very much, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. The, the oh night- boy, night- son. How did your neck? Hey, how are you
0: feeling right now? I said,
3: "I'm doing great right now, lady." And she said, "Get up and get up and go to the bathroom." I'm like, "Wait a minute. Hold on." Did they go the long way around? Or, or why do I have a pig in a
4: blanket right now? Or, or, oh my God! How, how
3: does that happen? So, so talking about being informed. Sometimes, sometimes it's just basic trickery that people get you in. I'm just uh, telling you.
4: This is the stuff we're gonna find out in your book, I guess. Right? Yeah, like this is how this is how
1: we keep it hundred here. I guess this and is how we keep see. it hundred
4: <laughs> around the book about
1: Daniel. I gotta ask, Max out here keeping it on a thousand guys. I uh, just want
3: to take a second. And talk about Marigol uh, with their stem cell uh, research has been amazing. I went and did an evaluation and I ended up getting a, uh, a shot. And uh, I'm hoping right now I'm going to be back on the court. These guys were brilliant. They communicate well. They give you an education on what it's like. And that is what really, to me, won me over. Because not only were they going to give me an operation a procedure but they were going to educate me about this procedure and in learning and, and, and being comfortable that is how you get well and that's how you become partners and uh, my big shout out to those guys they did a fantastic job check them out at marigoldmedical.com that's the place to be Shannon Sharp <laughs> on the rundown the other day I'm
4: watching Man, it. I, <laughs> hear, I, hear, uh, I hear Shannon Sharp tell uh, um, Skip I'm gonna get uh Danny Ainge a copy of Cornbread Maxwell's book so he knows that the n word was shown around the garden. I read your book, Max, it's not out yet. I got pre screen it's not
3: even, I don't even know how he got to that point. We, I appreciate the, the, the shout out, the, the nod, but
1: yeah. I haven't, even yeah, he's a huge cornbread guy,
3: and the, the, the author hasn't even finished doing the book yet. And I know, I don't understand that, but man, I'm just saying with. We this there. I have never. I don't think I've ever been as surprised with this whole Brad Stevens thing when it came down. When when somebody told me and said, "Well, oh, yeah, yeah, Brad stepped down. Danny stepped down as coach." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then the next one was, "Well, Brad his yes. place and is no longer the coach." I, I I have never. I mean, you say never, can't say never, but that was like the biggest. Slap in the face that I mean that I think I've ever remember seeing around here in Boston.
4: Slapping the face how?
3: Like y- y- you didn't see it coming. Oh it's,
4: right. You, right, like, right it's yeah. like,
3: you know, I know this it had it's never happened to you, Nick, and and Sherrod Probably never happened to you, but just where I'm sure it's happened to you when you're in the club sometimes, you were doing your part, then you're getting your thing on, and all of a sudden some girl you know just comes up and, and slaps the hell out of there and you go.
1: Whoa. Whoa, whoa! No man, I ain't never happened to me. No, no. <laughs> what you mean?
3: That was, that's how I felt with this whole trade. It's like somebody just slapped me
4: in the damn face. Come on! You sounded—you were shocked, like when we thought the bad guy won the presidency. Remember that morning? You were like, "Oh,
3: what happened?" <laughs> That's—that that's, was a whole nother. That,
1: that was a whole, different feeling. I
0: was
3: still, I, I would still be in the pressure right now if that.
1: No, nah, you—you was, was dodging my phone calls. Max didn't want yeah, to hear from man. me. That was
4: like the end of the world. But anyway, I, I, I told on. Max
1: it ain't gonna be that easy. And Max was like, Well, it's gonna be a landslide, and then it wasn't, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't get him on the phone. I don't know Max was dodging my call. It wasn't yeah, until I, the it wasn't until the uh it was official. All of a sudden Max called me back up. Told you. I told you I didn't even <laughs> know what was going on. He was gone. <laughs> he
4: was hey, gone. You know, there
3: there are some people on, on your chat right now who keep and I keep reading it. And I keep seeing Rondo's name pop up. Oh, Rondo. Like Rondo. Rondo. Rondo I'm, is going to. Here's the thing Rondo, believe it or not, is going to be a good coach in this league. Oh, I believe so, it. He's so damn smart. Right, Ron, if I was taking a flyer, I don't know if it would be good now. But Rondo eventually is going to be a really good coach. Mark he
0: wouldn't be good. He wouldn't be good now because he's still got too much game left in him yeah. to to be able to set to keep that distance between being a player and being a coach. Because right now, if you put him out there as a coach, now he's going to be like, "Look, you know, Tremont, let me show you what you need to be doing." And you, you don't need your coach doing that.
3: Isn't that? But don't. Isn't that something we really need? <laughs>
0: If you got a, now, if you got an assistant coach like that, absolutely. I don't think your head coach needs to be out there, uh, outperforming the guys that you're paying well, seven figures to.
4: And that's the thing. I mean, all year long, we all were kind of saying all the characteristics in a distributor we needed. It described Rondo, but we all yeah. wouldn't say it. We need Rondo, <laughs> you know. So like, he still has deep game left, and I, I think he is he. He's brilliant, but is he mature enough yet? I think he's matured a lot, but that's a lot of pressure. I know our post game press conferences would get a lot of views cuz you know Sherrod, right he used to just the outfits got views he come out with that zebra skin coat 20,000 views right Josue remember those days
0: and if she you ask you him know? about it he'll give you some nah, outlandish man. answer before and it's time. just like bam you know yeah, uh, no, no that was
1: before that was before my time man i, I got i got the friendly rondo because it was always a homecoming and he was, uh, believe it or not, uh, whether it was a fan, whether it was a was just working at TD Garden, he, he was dapping up everybody. So. No, no Mark, was,
3: was, and not, uh, what's his name uh, I never uh, saw oh, that he,
1: dark side of Rondo. A
3: couple, is, yeah, a couple. Is, um, is is the team going to sign um, Evan back,
0: They're going to try. I mean, they're definitely going to try. <laughs> Max, but, sorry, man, yo,
1: Max
3: I, just, I just
0: don't know how much that's going to move the needle for you. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, I, I think about how are you going to be without him and how will you be with him? And I don't think there's a huge amount of separation there. Uh, but the one thing that the Celtics have to worry about is if you can't move Kimba, you got to have somebody that can can step in and give you similar or comparable production. I don't think Romeo is there yet. I don't think, you know, Neesmith is there yet. But when you got a guy, you know, like, like Fournier, who you know can get you 20 points pretty much on any given night, to me, he's a, he's a nice – he's the like, He's a Snuggie. He makes you feel comfortable. He, he makes you feel at ease. <laughs> <He's> not, <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to cling to him like every single moment, but he's – yeah. He just makes you feel better. Having him around makes you feel better. My only,
1: yeah, but Sharab, my only fear is that you, the Southerners are unable to trade Kemba and all of a sudden your cap space is done with. I mean – it. It pretty much is right now. And it is. A little geez. bit of space that you have, you will be giving it to him. You know, so yeah. it's tough because on on the floor, they 100% absolutely need this guy, you know, with, with, with Kemba or what's think. left of Kemba heading into next season. So it's Poor tough. But if you bring him back and you're unable to trade Kemba and you still got Marcus Smart on the book. then of course, your two max guys and Tatum and Brown, you don't have any wiggle room. To, well, to 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 facilitate some sort of deal. Unless and, unless it's a sign and trade type of type of deal. Yeah, a and, and MLE, wild, right. MLE. And the wild
0: the wild card in all of this is, is health. I mean just imagine if this team stayed healthy, how how good could they be? Yeah. None of us really know that. We wanna say maybe they're top three in the East if they're fully healthy for the overall sure. majority of the season. Yeah, but that's Max, Max, let me finish, let me finish. That's being to me that's like pie in the sky best case scenario. I mean best right case now scenario. And a lot of things, things right would have Brooklyn. to break right for them that the they don't South have control
3: of right now. Milwaukee, yeah, really,
0: yeah, and, and Brooklyn
3: Brooklyn. Yeah. So- the Celtics at best.
0: Could well, be let me more. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let's well, say so he's, he's got two now, players still, we're, still we're sending, though, Atlanta, right?
3: Atlanta right got two now players is a team. So, yeah. The Celtics are someplace down in the pack, which is unfortunate right now. Yeah. I but think that's how we look at really I mean, Even in the best case scenario, this team is like, I think it's like one of the teams, like five or six.
0: That's if a worst If everything is equal, yes. But with, with Philly, Joel Embiid is an, they're an injury, a Joel Embiid injury away from being. In that three, four, five conversation, Atlanta, I think has had a great season. But again, Kent, is is it was it a fluky season, or did they, or are they just like actually running in shape? New York, are, was this just like a, you know kind of a flash in the pan for them? Or are they going to fall back to earth and be like seven, eight, nine, ten type team as opposed to top four, top five? There's a lot of things that could shake a certain way that the Celtics again have no control over, but. If they were to happen, none of us would be shocked. I mean, if Embiid was hurt for an extended period of time, if the Knicks fell back to 7-8, if Atlanta wasn't as good next year as they are this year, and then all of a sudden you see the Celtics in that 3-4 conversation, I don't think any of us would be surprised by that.